I did this message here a while back over Rama Church and Broken Era, or Tulsa, however you want to say it. Uh, and it's called, It Pays to Pay Attention. And uh, I had, they had some slides, but uh, I, I, I didn't know I was going to do this and they didn't get them. I thought maybe they might, but a recent survey showed that only 19% of churchgoers read the Bible every day. 19% read it every day. 26% a few times a week. 22% at least once a month. 18% rarely or never. Now that's churchgoers. Okay? Another study showed that 11% of Americans have read the Bible all the way through once. And only 9% have ever read it through multiple times. So, you got 9% that have read it through once. You have got uh, 11% that have uh, maybe read most of it. And 15% at least half of it. 30% several passages stories. 13% only a few sentences. And 10% none. Those are some pretty good, pretty staggering uh, uh, statistics. You know, everybody's busy and we're challenged with our time and as we live in our life. But the truth of the, the matter is that uh, we've got to make attention, make sure we pay attention to the right things. Proverbs four twenty through twenty two. Proverbs four twenty. 420, Proverbs 420. I'm reading the New Living. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Now, the message translation says this. My son, pay attention to all the words I'm telling you. Lean in closer so you may hear all I say. Keep them before you. Meditate on them. Set them safely in your heart. For those who discover them, they are alive. They bring wholeness and healing to their bodies. Now, King Solomon here was giving us some instructions that are vital to our Christian well-being. He, he, sometimes somebody said, well, that's so basic. That's so elementary. And another person has said this. The man who does the basics will be successful. Another person has said, our success is hidden in our daily routine. If you've ever played sports on a team, you win when you execute the basics. It's football, it's blocking and tackling, so forth. You execute the play. You know, if you, it's great to play in a game. It's great to run track. I ran track in high school, played ball in high school. You know, and, and it, it's really, it's really great. You know, when you're winning and the fans are shouting and players are beating you on the back, and you know, you just made a good, good run or a good catch. 
And, uh, you know, it's great. But the next question I want to ask you, what did you have to do to get to that point? What did you have to do to get on the winner's stand? If you're running track, they get you on the stand, you know, and they got the first, second, and third, and they put the deals around your neck. You know, the what? Did you just go out there and decide I'm going to run? No, you put some time in. Successful players have learned the basics of the sport they're playing, and they practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced until they they become second nature. You see, what I'm saying to you is we need to study the Word, pay attention to the Word of God, and have so much of the Word of God in us that Whenever something comes at us, we don't wring our hands and say, my God, what are we going to do? We begin to say what the word of God says. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. See, that's what should start coming out of us. And all these years in the ministry, 62 years or so, I've seen too many people that they're they're like they're like that that few percent they read the Bible when it's convenient, you know. And then when the when push comes to shove, they don't have any any anything to stand on. See, we gotta continually read the word of God and walk in what the word of God says. Pay attention to the word of God. Now he gave, Solomon gave some instructions. He said, pay attention to the words, meaning choosing, choosing not to pay attention will lead you to other things. Paying attention and making the word a priority in your life will lead you to success, both naturally and spiritually. See, the word of God becomes our foundation. My dad, some of you knew who he was, Kenneth Hagin. He, Kenneth E. Hagen, he was pretty well known. And people come up to him and they'd ask, Brother Hagen, what do you think about this? His immediate and only response was, what does the word say? In other words, what does the Bible say? I heard a man saying to him, oh, Brother Hagen, here's another preacher. You just take the word of God too Literally. My dad looked at him and said, that's the way it's supposed to be. God said it. He meant what he said and said what he meant. You know, knowing and believing the word is the basics of our Christianity. If we don't pay attention to it, we'll have problems. You know, here in Oklahoma, some people, especially over in our area, I don't know what it's like over here. It's probably pretty good over here. You got that red clay. But over there, we got, well, sometimes clay's not good. We got clay over there. It's not the red clay. And if you don't, if you don't build that foundation properly, that building will shift on you. Because that clay is an unstable, it's an unstable uh, soil. When it's wet, it's one way. When it's dry, it's another way. And uh, any of you ever been over 
to to the church, the big church in, in Broken Arrow. Yeah, most of When we built that church, I we had to take out, I had to get uh, those earth movers to come in there and scrape out. We took out three feet of soil. And then we had to haul in soil and then we put lime in it and some other things, say the engineers, and we took a sheep foot and mixed it all up and then rolled it out with the, with the rollers and so forth and the graders and so forth. But when they finished rolling that thing out, it was as hard as cement. And then we get ready to build a building and we got to drill the piers and some of the engineers and some of the drilling comes, oh, well, we can go to Brown Shale. It'll hold. Mr. Harrison, he said, and he had done some other work for us. He said, I've been drilling, I've been drilling foundation piers in this Oklahoma soil for 32 years. He said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going down to the, to the blue shale. Now, underneath that building, there is, I don't know, a hundred and some odd piers. I don't know how many on there. And they're all the way from 30 feet deep to 63 feet deep. There's three of them. If you've ever been in the auditorium, you notice there are no posts inside the auditorium. It's all free. There's one there, one there, and one there. The hole that they drilled in the ground was six feet in diameter and 63 feet deep. With, And then it had rebar that's about that big around. They built a cage and they dropped it down in there and it was 63 feet. <laughs> and they drop it in there. Then they poured the concrete around it. And uh, when they were pouring that concrete, they had this deal that went down in there that was a vibrator. And someone said, well, why do you need that? Because it was vibrating that so that there was no honeycomb, so that it was solid. When they got to the top, then they put this piece of, this piece of metal about that thick with uh, screws, uh, bolts, anchor bolts, thank you, in it. And then they, that went into the cement. Then when they took those big beams and put them on there, those things, those, those anchor bolts about that big around, and they set that down on there, and they put those, they put those bolts on. They anchored that thing, and they, they say that you could drive a semi truck into one. And that building is, it's a, it's a four hundred and fifty foot square. If you know it, that's a hundred yards. <laughs> They say you could drive a semi-truck into one side of that building and you'd never know it on the other side. But it, And we've never, and you can walk around in there. And, and uh, these three kids sitting there, they walk around in there all the time. Anthony works there. Uh, Cynthia uh, Whitley, uh, she she uh, works there part of the time and, and is there a lot. Jonathan, he's a student. That uh, and he plays guitar and stuff. They travel; those three right there travel me on the road. And uh, you can walk around that building. You don't see any cracks anywhere in that building. Bobby's there. He's tell you there's no there are no cracks. Why? Because of the 
the foundation. You go over into our administration building. It's on the corner that's been there for a long time. It was there when I bought it in, in uh, 72, I mean, uh, uh, 76, excuse me. And uh, you can, you walk up on the back porch where we go in, to, uh, the employees, and we go in, and the pillars there, down at the bottom, they're start the they're, the plaster's peeling away because it's settling. It's settling down, and because it's not built on a right foundation. Every building I built on there, they're all the same. That big building, the, the warehouse, the student development centers, buildings, and, and so forth and so on. Why? Because the foundation is what tells you. How how big the building can be, it also tells you how 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 strong that the building will be. The Bible he says here in four twenty, pay my child, pay attention, listen careful to the words, pay attention, listen careful. Do you remember your parents or one of your school teachers said, hey, pay attention. How many of you have ever done that with your kids? Pay attention. In other words, listen to what I'm saying. You know, some of you may not be like I was, but I'm sitting in class one day and it was in college and we we had an intramural football team. So I'm, I'm designing plays. And uh, I'm not paying any attention to what the teacher's saying. And all of a sudden he said, Hagen, what about that? I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. And you get in trouble when you don't pay attention to things. You know, many times I have told somebody how to do something and they weren't paying attention to what I was saying. And they didn't do it correctly. They went out and did it the way they thought it ought to be done, and it wasn't right. And I've had to go back and have it redone. And a couple of times I've told the people, thank you, but I don't need your services anymore. <laughs> when, you, when you employ somebody to do a job and you tell them what to do and they don't do it, you don't need them. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Any of y'all, any of y'all ever had to be over people? <laughs> you find out sometimes you can tell somebody something and they still won't listen to you. When God tells us something, we need to listen. Pay attention. You know, when it says here, pay attention, incline your ear. Put forth, in other words, put forth some extra effort to hear what's being said. Uh, you know, it it indicates here, pay an attention, incline your ear, turn your turn the volume up, listen to what's being said. We need to cultivate a daily routine of paying attention to what the Bible says by reading it every day. Now, it goes on to say, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. You know, I 
our challenge is not to read the Bible when we come to church, but to read it when we're alone. You see, he talks about, he gives advice here. Keep this before your eyes at all times. Why is he saying, keep this before your eyes? We are a visual people. We're moved by what we see. You know, the TV people, advertising people on the road, signs, they do a great job of creating visuals for us that makes us want to buy, go and buy that whatever it is. How many of you saw signs on the way to church tonight? What are they there for? They are there for to get your attention to tell you about a product and then our road signs are there and we better pay attention to those or we're going to get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> right? You see, see, if you keep the word of God in front of you, you'll incline to move in line with the word of God. Because what you continually look at is the way you're going to go. You ever been driving and something caught your eye and you were looking at it and all of a sudden somebody in a car hollered, look where you're going. You were. You were going where you were looking. (laughs) The word of God is saying to us, look at the word. Keep it before our eyes because what you're seeing is what you will eventually do. I got another example of that. How many of you have ever seen guys, I don't know about the ladies, but guys, you ever been driving down the street, you know, this is when you're younger, and man, you see a car on the car lot. Oh, man. Oh, and you stop and you go look at that car. And you sit down in it and so forth, and but you, you talk to the people and no way you can afford it. But you get home. And you're thinking about that car. Oh, man, the color was just right, everything. You visualize yourself in that car. You know, I'm talking about when when you're in school. When you're, I, this when I this when I'm talking about when I was in college, I visualized myself in that little '62 Pontiac Tempest. Man, I could see myself. I see myself driving up to school, and all the guys and the gals coming out. Oh man, Hagen, man, man, whoa, look at this, man. Anybody ever been there? The longer you visualize that. You figure out a way to do it. Am I right or wrong? You figure out some way. It all came because of what you were looking at. See, what you look at will affect what you believe and how you believe. It's vitally important to keep the word of God ever before our eyes. And get it in our heart. Now, when we talk about heart, we're talking about the spirit of man on the inside. You know, 
You got to be careful about paying attention to what this guy says and what that guy says and so forth and so on. What does the Bible say? There are a lot of guys that are, that are talking about, they're talking about the word, but they're veering off from it. You see, they draw you away from what the word says. And the way some of them do it is say, well, now, you know, I was studying this and as I began to look at it, I think this is what God was saying. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. Since when does he have to have you interpret what he was saying? He said what he meant and he meant what he said and that's it, period. You know, we need to entertain what the word of God says, not some ungodly advice. You know, David talks about that and, and that's and not sitting in the seat of the scornful, not listening to, to those that are not saying what you need to say. Listen to the word of God. See what the word of God has to say. I have people come ask me questions a lot of times. Should I do this or should I do that? Well, I'm not going to tell them what to do. I say, what does the Bible say about what you're wanting to do? What does the Bible say about it? Come on now. Y'all awful quiet. The truth is that we are affected by what we see and what we see and hear affects our believing. Now he goes on to say, and for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Now let's look at some other translations on this. Uh, New century translation. They are the key to life for those who find them and they bring health to the whole body. Okay. It's talking about the word, the words. Remember, incline your ear to the word. Living Bible. They mean real life for you and radiant health. You know, the word of God has the power to bring new life and health to you. Hebrews 4.12 in the New Living Translation says, For the word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. The Living Bible says, the original, that, that was the New Living. This is the Old Living Bible. It says, for whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all the parts exposing us for what we really are. The word of God has the power to bring to your attention. Let me say it that way. I won't say exposing. Bringing to your attention things that you should be doing that you're not doing. Thing as you read the word, it brings to your attention things that you shouldn't be doing. Okay? Things you shouldn't be doing, things you should be doing. You know, uh, how many of you have ever gone to the doctor? Four people raised there, six people now. How many people have ever gone to a doctor? Has he ever prescribed a prescription for you? Medicine. Yeah. On it, it will say, take this twice a day, three times a day, once a day. Okay. 
If you don't pay attention to what that says and just take it whenever you want to and however you want to, what good does it do? None. He will tell you, take this. He gives you a, 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 it tells you, take this pill three times a day for the next 10 days. If you take it for eight days and maybe not to last, then it'll come back on you because it hasn't got rid of what it needs to get rid of. In the same way, paying attention to the word of God is the same way. We need to read the word of God daily. Like you do a prescription. Any of you, any of you uh, take probiotics? I, uh, my wife got some for me, and 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 I've been trying to drink. If I, I forget sometimes, but I got, I'm trying to getting better of drinking one every day. It uh, it it really it helps me because I I have. My, the doctor says that I, my body produces acid anyway, more acid than it should. And then uh, with the stress that I have lived under and live under, it causes more acid. So I have too much acid in my stomach. But that helps to get rid of it. And it, I don't know what it does, but it works, Okay. See, that's in the same way we need to pay attention to the word of God because it will help us to, to, to get rid of some things. You know, there are many, I heard my dad say this and I've said it to people a lot of times. There are some people, they don't need healing. All they need to do is to change their eating style. <laughs> a, a preacher came up and asked my dad, he was all stopped up, couldn't hardly talk, and and my, he can't. Brother Hagen, pray for him. They were at, they were all speaking at a convention, and my dad, I never forget this. My dad was some people <laughs> didn't know dad, but uh, he was sometimes very blunt and very direct. Sometimes, if he didn't know you, he wouldn't talk to you, and if he knew you, he might. I mean. <laughs> I've driven him going somewhere for two hours. He never said one word. And he, I'm his son. He just was that way. Bobby probably knows. He, 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 you could be with him. He'd say, hi, how you doing? And, I, and he might not say another word. You'd be up in his office doing something. Right, Bobby? <laughs> so this guy said, brother, you pray for me. He could hardly talk. He said, I will if you'll repent. And the guy said, what are you talking about? He said, you preached last night. And I could tell that you had been perspiring. Your, 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 your white shirt was, well, you could see that you had been perspiring heavily. The building was hot. And he said, you walked right out into that cold night air, didn't have a coat on, nothing. And then, you, of course, you got your respiratory system shut up and shut down on you. Because, hey, you know, you know better than that. Come on, now listen. Hey, is that not correct? You'd be hot and sweaty. You walk out in that cold air and immediately your, your respiratory system is going to, to be affected. Am I right or wrong? Come on now. Don't look at me like I fell out of a tree. I did, but I didn't hit on my head. <laughs> you see, there's some things we pray for God to, to help us with when, when he gave us a brain. 
and we're supposed to use it. I think some people said he, thought he said trains and said, I don't want none. <laughs> See, you know, in John 10, 10, he talks about us having a rich, satisfied life. Another translation, have it to the full. Wade translation, have it to the fullest measure. Williams translation, have it till it overflows. How are you going to have that kind of life if you're not paying attention to the word of God? You're not. Okay? Having the word of God in your heart means the difference between experiencing life or death. We have read that. Health or healing. I mean, health or sickness. Prosperity or poverty. Being bound or being free. Being condemned or being righteous. God has given us great and precious promises. These are there so that we can enjoy life. He wants us to have a full life. He said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what 1010 says in the King James, but I like it. Said, rich, satisfied life. A life to the full, fullest measure. Have it, I like it. Have it till it overflows. Amen. Hello? He, we have been given these. Second uh, Peter one four says, "Great and precious promise. These are the promises that enables us to share in the divine nature. The Word of God should be. We can consider it more precious than our money. You understand the Word of God can elevate you to an experience level in life that you haven't had before." But we got to continually determine that we're going to pay attention to the word. Amen. It's the key that will unlock all of the promises of God by paying attention to it. Right. You know, I've heard people say, oh, God, help me. I need a job. Help me. Lord, help me. Bless me. Lord, bless me. Uh, this guy, one guy's doing that. And I told him, I said, you ever read the Bible? Oh, yeah, I read all the time. I said, you ever read down there where it says he'll bless what you put your hand to? I said, get up out of the chair and go out there and start doing something and he'll bless you. I've seen, man, I had a Raymond student one day. He said, oh, I, can't pay my, I can't pay the school bill. That was years and years and years ago. He said, I can, and they, they used to pay. See, now it's all changed. They got their missions all my but Hey, I was it. My office was it. They paid their bill there. Everything was done in my office in the beginning. And so he said, I, well, I can't pay my bill. I said, well, go get a job. He said, oh, I've been praying for God to, to, to bring me a job. I said, I just was praying last night, two hours, praying about about getting God getting me a job. I said, God ain't going to get you a job. I said, no, he ain't going to get you a job. I said, I drove down that street out there coming to school today, and I saw five signs in store windows that hiring. I said, you know how you're going to get a job? Believe God to give you a job and go out and start applying for one, and he'll give you one of them. Come on now. You ever notice how some, see, pay attention to what the word says. I guess I better shut down. I'm getting, you know, but hey, it's time to pay attention to the word of God and get off a barely get along street. 
and move up to Abundant Life Avenue. There are too many people live down on by Grumble Alley right next to Gone Gone Avenue. We need to live on Abundant Life Avenue. Victorious Lane, wherever. Amen. That's what God wants. So I've shared to you tonight, with you tonight, about paying attention to what God's Word says about natural things and spiritual things. One 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 scripture that a lot of people need to get a hold of, and it says Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. They want to they want to relegate that to spiritual things. It doesn't say spiritual things. It says all things. I can do all things through God who strengthens me through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. It that's the way it comes. There it is. I can, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. New New Living says, Hey. You got, you, you, you got to go out and believe that you can do it because God said you can. Amen. 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 See, you need, you need to, to say what I said tonight. I want everybody to stand. I want you to make some confessions. I want you to confess this. If you say it, say it because you believe it, not because I'm telling you to. Say this. I received the advice, received the advice. that God gave us. In Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. I renew my commitment to read and study the Word of God on a daily basis. I will pay attention to the Word of God. I will incline my ear to listen to the Word. I will not let the Word of God depart from before my eyes. I will hide the word of God in my heart. Thank you, Father, for helping me to live a life based upon the word. Praise the Lord. Now lift your hands and thank God for, the, for God and what he's going to do for you as you keep pay attention to what his word says. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? The answer is all the time. If you come to Rainbow Bible Church over there in Oklahoma, I'm over in Tulsa, and I say, isn't Jesus all the time? What do y'all answer, congregate? All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Praise God.